0: Hello. Hello. Welcome. To to X to the Xennial. X to the (laughs) Xennial. I'm Stella. I'm Kat. And if this is your first time listening to us, thank you so
1: much. Appreciate your time. Thanks for tuning in. Absolutely.
0: And if you have been listening to us for a while, thank you so much. We did get some suggestions. I know I put it out on my Luna X2 Instagram um, to talk about different topics and... So we did get a few suggestions. We figured out how we're going to kind of smush those all together and address them, but also just because these are things we talk about all the time.
1: Right. I love it. I love that we're getting feedback. Thank you so much for suggestions on things for us to talk about, things that you want to hear about. Absolutely. Um, Because it can be kind of hard. Like, when we're thinking, like, what's topic? What's going on? What's relevant? And then we can just say so many words about what's going on sure. and what's relevant. And then we're like, well, we want to talk about something else.
0: Well, and I think that was a, a big impetus for me to put out a request for requests. Uh-huh. Because I think we're a little coveted out. <laughs> I'm a
1: little coveted
0: out. And then certainly with, uh, with the heavy topic last week, um, just kind of... We've addressed it, we've said our piece, and, and now we'd like to move on. Right. Um, and that's not to say that we're forgetting about or we're not um, still thinking about it. But right. I think sometimes people want to use podcasts to kind of get away from being inundated with those kinds of things. And so this is an opportunity to talk about something else. Cool. Absolutely. What are we going to talk about? So uh, what you had suggested was...
1: Relationships, right? So yeah, there were some suggestions so there that kind of came. So what Stella presented, what the three suggestions were, and then I kind of like tied them all together as like yeah. loneliness, being wi- by ourselves and being with other people, and then that self talk and chatter that kind of is going on when we're either lonely or when we're with people or with all the things.
0: Well, and yeah, absolutely. And so the the suggestions that we got. Thank you for doing that. You're uh, <laughs> I tried. Um, One of them was on positive self-talk, which we talk about a lot, but it's definitely something so that we can important. expand on. Um, living alone, and certainly in general but also living alone during this time. Right. Um, and then the other one was forgiveness, and how to work on forgiveness and then moving past the hurt. So that's the part where, you know, right. we talk about being in relationship with other people mm-hmm. because as human beings we are Very socially motivated and driven. That's how we survived
1: to where we are now. We didn't do that by being siloed.
0: Absolutely. And so, a lot of times, um, and and how it relates to the other two are a lot of the messages that we have integrated Mm -hmm. into who we are. And we talk a lot about the asshole in your head. Mm -hmm. Has to do with previous relationships. Uh, formative relationships, and then that turns into the voice in our head, right? Right. So that turns into the asshole in our head that tells us that we're a terrible person. But we're not. Well, and and so when we can work towards healing, um, there is a a process of forgiveness, obviously, to the humans that contributed to that voice. Mm -hmm. And then how do we move past that hurt so that it's not a constant Mm -hmm. in our self-talk?
1: Well, even forgiveness to ourselves. Absolutely. Like, you I know, love that. I can be told something and then I can punish myself for somebody else's observation of yep. me. Which is what I spent like my entire life doing. It's funny because I just was having this conversation, what I'm about to talk about. like I was told when I was raised, like my relationship with my family was, you don't look like us, you're real fat, and we don't like that. Yeah. So I was raised with this message, I am ugly. I am fat. Fat is bad. And I am ugly and I am bad. And I am not part of my family and I'm not accepted. And I'm just this hideous monster. Yep. And that was the message then that I was told. And Mm -hmm. then that was the message that I then believed. And I believed that message for so long.
0: Absolutely. For
1: so long that it actually has skewed when I look at myself in the mirror, how I see myself. Absolutely. I have to actually take a picture Or have someone take a picture of me to see what I actually genuinely look like. Sure. Because that message was so loud, so clear, and so defined in my formative years Mm -hmm. and in my childhood by not just my family, but by kids at school bullying me, by my own family members contributing to that. I mean, this message was coming from everywhere. It was constant. It was a constant thing. So then it became
0: part of your self-talk.
1: Exactly. And that's just my whole life. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just this hideous based. Well,
0: it turns out I'm not.
1: Right. I'm actually really hot. Yeah. I am gorgeous and I have a beautiful soul and I'm a good person and I'm beautiful on the outside. I'm not this hideous creature that my whole life I've had to forgive myself for being so mean to myself for believing all of those external things. So that's why I say we have to forgive ourselves. Because sometimes I do. I feel really bad that I believe those messages. I didn't know any better, though. Sure. Um, and I'm glad I've come out of that and, like, realized and then figured out skills right. to help. Like, when I am feeling like a hideous troll and getting down on myself, I'm like, okay, go take a picture. Go take yep. a picture. And I get Set the timer, take the picture, look at the picture, and I'm like... Damn, you smoking fine. <laughs> Stop with this internal messages of crazy. Now do well, something nice for yourself.
0: And I think that's that's interesting that you you pointed out that way. I didn't frame it that way in my brain, but now that now that you say that, there's certainly a lot of internal messages about our looks, mm-hmm. about who we are as humans, mm-hmm. and when we are inundated with, even if it's. Uh, supposed to be constructive, right? oftentimes what our filter does, and I talk a lot about, you know, there's the filter of when we say things and then the filter of how we hear things, right? right? And when we're a kid, we don't know any better. Right. And that's how that becomes our self-talk. Right. Um, And so we will hear a thing Mm -hmm. and then our little brains will start to shift it around. Mm -hmm. Um, I talk a lot about um, my daughter. But for myself, I I do remember my mom's self-talk, as a matter of fact, talking about her body, talking about her weight. And, you know, I, I was telling a client the other day, like, part of why I want clients to manage their self-talk, especially if they have littles, is those littles are paying attention to what you say about They're yourself. They're hearing all of it. Absolutely. And one of the things that I think is impactful for clients is to recognize that those littles are hearing how we talk about ourselves Mm -hmm. so if you are making comments and and we do it often it's it's very involuntary but if we're making comments about how cute you know our chubby cheeked little one is and then we're talking about our own body in a negative way right what that little is going to do is pay attention to the negative message about ourselves right and i often tell clients especially when they're we're being particularly harsh hey stop talking to my client that way
1: right i tell people when they're beating themselves up i'm like Mm. stop talking about my friend like that right you're my friend and i see you as this beautiful incredible human being stop talking about my friend like that you need to stop that message you need to stop and and that kind of actually shakes
0: people out of it. When I so. because they, the they recognize and can externalize, oh shit, I didn't realize I was doing that. Right. And so it is interesting to pay attention, not just to what we say to the little, but what we say to ourselves.
1: Because it's so impactful, like that water study. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned this in yeah. another podcast, that water study with the man in Japan or China. Sure. And he tells this water, like, you're ugly, you're worthless, and all these negative, icky things. And then he tells this other vase of water, you're beautiful, you're fresh, you're crisp. And that water that he's telling these messages to, he even writes the words on it, sure. becomes stagnant. It starts to grow well, mold. Even when you look
0: at the crystals. Cellularly.
1: Yep. Absolutely. It's a cellular change. So our bodies are like what? 90, 100% water or something like that. <laughs> I don't do math.
0: 90, 100%, <laughs> 100%, 100% water. But you're absolutely right. And so when we are internalizing those messages, that was I was saying, my mom had a lot of critique about her own body. Right. And I remember, you know, I've shared that I've had, I had an eating disorder and I struggled with my own body. Um, and part of that involuntary my mom didn't do it on purpose but she would talk about her weight Mm -hmm. and as mothers and parents we our littles look up to us yeah and they think that we're awesome
1: they think we're the most i look at my sister looking at me she's nine Mm -hmm. and she looks at me with this intense love that i can feel yeah. The admiration and the love sometimes of this child looking at me like I am sure. the most amazing, because I am, sure. incredible human being on the planet.
0: Well, she and looks you, up to you because of see, the adult yeah. that you are and how you show up. Exactly. So you also have this obligation to be very aware mm-hmm. of how you talk about yourself.
1: I do. And when I go to the gym, I'm not like, oh, I'm going to the gym to lose weight. I come back and I'm like, went to the gym to become the world's strongest woman. Let's, but, you know, and I make it about health and I make it about wellness. And that's something that I'm very conscientious around her in talking about when I don't talk about weight loss around her. I don't talk about diet around her. You know, anything that has to do with diet is because of my allergies, my sure. food allergies. We make it about that definitely all the time. Mm-hmm. And my working out and my exercising is, is about my mental health because we talk about mental health and how important it is. Yeah. Because it is important for her to know you can talk about when you're sad. Sure. Um, but when I when it comes to the gym, it's like, look, I'm so strong. I go to be strong. It has nothing to do with how much I weigh, mm-hmm. what my body looks like. None of that. I try to be well, I mean, very you've done a really contagious. good job of
0: like changing your own self-talk. So that it is about those positive Absolutely. things. And I encourage that when when we're trying to make changes rather than I don't want to keep doing X, Y, Z thing to really um, be more positive about this is what I want to do. I feel better when yeah. I make my bed in the morning. I feel better when I go to the gym. I feel better when I have healthy conversations. I feel better when I set good boundaries.
1: Exactly. Those
0: are all really uh, effective ways of utilizing self-talk. In a positive way. Right. Now, obviously, you know, you and I have done a lot of work, mm-hmm. both in our own therapy, but also with each other and with our friends. And right. we've been on this journey for a while. When clients come, I often start with just be aware of what you're saying to yourself. Right. When and so honey- they're like, I don't talk to myself. I'm like, we all talk to ourselves, honey. Like, that's a thing. <laughs> Speaking of, like, now that I've lived by myself... Yeah. I realized I used to I have a friend who has been living on his own for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it was weird because I would just observe him. And I have not lived alone since I've been an adult. Like the last time I lived by myself, I think I was 19. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I didn't make fun of him, but I would observe that he often would talk to himself and answer himself. Love and it. And then he became aware of the fact that he was doing that. And so... Since I've been here and, and living on my own, I do the same thing. It's awesome. And right? part of it is just like to have the validation of a voice. I don't know what it is. External processing. Absolutely. And I am very much an external processor and I say things out loud. Mm-hmm. But like even as I'm going through the kitchen in the morning, oh, I need to make sure to add that or I've got to take out the trash. Like I just say things out loud. And so when you live on your own, and again, this is a new experiment for me. That's a thing that I recognize, that I say things out loud. So if I'm doing that, I'm also then aware of what I'm saying to myself out loud.
1: Right. And what are those messages that you're saying to yourself out loud and how are they going to impact your day? If you're, Mm -hmm. like, first thing in the morning, say you're not making a list of the things to remember for the day, but you're making a list of things to beat yourself up for the day, that's going to change your entire day. Absolutely. And it's going to set a tone for the entire day. 100%. And even those messages whatever time of the day they're going to come, it's going to change the whole tone of how how you're acting, how you're behaving, etc. You cannot be beating yourself up.
0: Well, and that's the thing is I think that that's why I start with that exercise of paying attention to what you're saying to Mm -hmm. yourself. Um, And then those negative self-talk messages can be anything from, I'm not good at that. I don't do math well. I suck at XYZ thing. Oh my God, I'm so stupid. Why am I a dumbass? Like, Honestly, if you start to pay attention to all of the negative things we're saying to each other, and especially to ourselves, then you start to be aware of your language. Right. And I think that that's important to do um, because we spend a lot of time in our own head. Mm -hmm. And if you're the asshole in your head, you are going to continue to defeat yourself. Which is not productive it's really not it's very not productive and and you're not gonna you're you're going to struggle to make the changes and so if you come to my office and we sit for 50 minutes and we talk about it and then you go home and undo everything i've done we're working that much harder right whereas if you're consciously aware of what you're saying to yourself both out loud and internally, <laughs> um, then you can start to make those changes. Well,
1: and I think one of the ways to do it is to uh, teach the skill of reframing. Mm-hmm. Like, let's yeah. reframe that. Like, you said, oh, and I was such a dumbass because blah, 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 blah. How could you say that in a more constructive way that's not belittling yourself? Right. How about we say... It's really not helpful. I forgot this, right? but that doesn't mean I'm stupid. It means I just forgot it, and I guess I should start using a planner. Well,
0: Whoa, solutions. And and that's so I I am the queen of a reframe. This is a love thing the I reframe do so well. Um, but <laughs> rather than saying, well, that was you fucked up that one, or that's not how you say that, or blah blah blah, it's not helpful when you do that. Right that is such a it's it's almost like a if you're punching yourself in the face all the time this is a fucking pillow like it's it's like it's really not helpful when you do that so right. how could you do it differently right and so when i am using that language of it's not helpful
1: mm-hmm. that
0: was really not helpful right right um then they're like okay what would be more helpful well, what would be more helpful is if we say it this way or if we do it this way or it's, it's interesting because I help them to reframe, even when we're talking about negative self-talk and I'm putting it in the note, um, what I would like the goal to be is to have a more balanced narrative
1: mm-hmm.
0: about what it is your behavior is and then what it is you'd like to accomplish
1: right and to behavior in alignment with thoughts yes. because that's a big one too on that's positive self-talk you could be like all about the positive self-talk and then be doing de- like very destructive sure behaviors yep But very positive self-talk, but very self-sabotaging and then be not in congruence and still having that struggle and still feeling strife. Like, things still are not working for me. Well, it's almost like, you know, talking
0: about, like, eating and working out. Right. If you're eating poorly, but you're working out to undo that, you're working twice as hard.
1: Yeah. And it doesn't work.
0: Well, it, it's, not not, it, it's not helpful. It's not helpful. It does not work. This is not a helpful method. <laughs> right. And so recognizing how you're doing that. And I think that the forgiveness piece is significant when we think about other people and relationships, mm-hmm. but also the relationship with ourselves. Mm-hmm. If we're not forgiving ourselves for being less than what we want to be, mm-hmm. we're going to continue to work just as hard, mm-hmm. if not harder. To get to that place of healing. Right. And so, you know, I, I often have clients, one of the exercises I do often is to take out a picture of themselves as a child. Mm-hmm. And to recognize that when they are being mean to themselves, they're being mean to that little kid. Yeah, inner child work there. Absolutely. And I do that do a Do you lot.
1: have them hang the picture, like, near somewhere? I don't. Near
0: somewhere um, I have them? a picture of myself as a child on my desk at work. Um, and I've always had it. Nice. Um, it was a picture I found a while back and it's me as a seven year old and it's the most adorable thing. Um, but I have it so that I can continue to look and I'm looking now at the mirror behind you. Um, and it's got pictures of one of Luna's friends, my daughter's friends, uh, when she was a little kid. Uh huh. Um, and then I've got like just a bunch of littles that I love. Um, and a lot of pictures of my daughter when she was a little kid and Had I had those out and present, I would have been a lot more conscientious of the human that I was growing Mm -hmm. to remember to talk to her like she's a little kid. Right. Not that she's dumb or, you know, demeaning or condescending, but to recognize that that little human is still inside of the the big... Human in front of you? Adult human that's in front of me. Yeah. And honestly, like, it helps me regularly. Good. To also have a sense of forgiveness of myself. Right. I was not uh, the most astute parent, um, but I did the best I could with what I had. Right. And I think that I teach that a lot to clients when they're dealing with their own parent trauma Mm
1: -hmm.
0: is recognizing that uh, there's no parent that's perfect. Right. Um, But even if you don't want to have a relationship with them, part of healing is offering that forgiveness and recognizing they did the best they could Mm -hmm. and if they kept fucking it up then they didn't learn right they were not learning you get to learn and you
1: can change that relationship you can change the
0: relationship but you can also change how you do it
1: By putting in your boundaries and your self-talk and putting on your coat of armor maybe before you see that parent that you're like, ooh, we struggle, but I want and need this relationship because this is important to me and I'm trying and I'm making strides, but let me learn some skills and how I'm going to manage myself and not walk away from this feeling empty or hurt or bad or triggered or anxious and... Learning those skills so you can have that relationship. So that's, you know, something that's very, bringing that up, that's something that me and my brother do very differently. Mm-hmm. So we did have like a really rough childhood, and there's a lot of things there. Sure. And I had it out with my mom in my mid-late 20s. Yeah. Had it out and was like, I've got to get this off my chest, how terrible of a person you were to me when I was a kid. Sure. And here we go. And I did. Because in that, I then was able to forgive Mm-hmm. because I'd spoke my truth finally that I'd been sure. holding in this body of mine for so long yeah. and got to speak my truth have it out and be like here we go say your words I'll say my words now we've got to start building a new relationship because you know where we're at and it's been wonderful and I've built such a beautiful relationship and friendship with my mom it's
0: not well a- but I, I do want to acknowledge because I, I've done the same thing mm-hmm. many times Sometimes it takes more than one conversation. Yes, absolutely. And sometimes it takes acknowledging those things in the moment. Right. But the other piece is, and I can only speak for myself, is also still accepting the human that she is. Absolutely. And some parents and some humans don't do um, accountability well. Right. And they also don't do change well. Nope. And so if that continues to be a toxic relationship... I do talk to clients about the fact that it's okay to walk away from relationships that don't serve a function or purpose in your life and don't bring you joy, fulfillment, whatever. They
1: keep that negative self-talk happening. Right. Poisoning the well.
0: If that continues to happen, it's okay. Some boundaries can be firm and some boundaries can be... A little bit more flexible. Right. But at the end of the day, you consciously work every day to accept the mom that shows up.
1: Exactly. And sometimes she's in a great mood. Sometimes she's in a bad mood. But I just accept her as who she is. And and now I have my great boundaries that
0: are like, you're in a shitty mood. I'm not going to talk to you today. But you also have minimized your expectations. And that's the other part about forgiveness. Is that you have to not just forgive one time. And it's not just about one conversation. Exactly. Forgiveness is also reducing the expectation of wanting them to be something they cannot be. Right. And
1: expectations are in every relationship that we have with every single human being that we interact with. I have an expectation when I go to the DMV that they're going to be very helpful. And I'm very positive every four years when I do this.
0: How often uh, have you had a successful experience? I almost had to call the police last time. (laughs) what does that say about your expectations
1: i go in with this expectation it's going to be good
0: and and (laughs) that's the other piece right like i think expectations is a great way to address the idea of of forgiveness yeah because forgiveness is not a one conversation one time situation no what it is is often Having that moment, that awareness that, okay, I'm letting this go. I'm forgiving, blah, blah, blah behavior. And now I'm also going to be realistic about my expectations here. Mm -hmm. If I know that every time I touch the stove, I get burned. Right. Stop fucking touching the stove.
1: Or expect that you're going to touch it and you're going to get burned.
0: Yes. Or, or. Accept it. Or. (laughs) Don't touch it. Don't look directly, I mean, if, if the stove oh. is red and hot, Eek. don't fucking touch it. Don't touch it. Right? Right. And so that that's something to consider, mm-hmm. is if the stove is off, right, right now my stove is off, right. I can touch it and nothing will happen. Right. But if I know that the stove is on, like you said, if my mom's in a bad mood, I'm not going to talk to her. Yeah that's because, not,
1: because that's yours not mine and i'm not going to yes. i'm not going to own that shit and let you put me in a bad mood or make my bitch in my head start negative self-talk of oh what did i do to upset my mom what is she disappointed in me and now where have i not shown up what did i not do let me like no i'm not gonna fucking go there anymore right like no my self-talk is awesome okay this is about you not me I'll talk to you tomorrow. Sure. I'll bid you good day. And that's that way with anybody. Work colleagues, etc. Right. Manage that out because I'm not going to let their behavior and their mood, and my expectation that they're going to be
0: in a good mood, like I'm not going to bring down me. Right. But you've also learned to manage the expectation. Right. You've also learned to say, okay, I am going to be in a good mood because I have just walked out being the beautiful, amazing goddess I am. Right. And... Other people, I would hope, which is different than expectation, right. I would hope that they're in a good mood. But if they're not, I'm letting that shit go. I'm letting that go because that has nothing to do with me. But also recognize Yay. that the closer the relationship, mm-hmm. the more likely you're going to have expectations. Right. And we have expectations for a lot of reasons, Absolutely. but some of them are because of a title, mom. Some of them are because of the relationship, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my friend, whatever. Right. And some of them are because we have an expectation of what the relationship should be like because of the title. Right. And because of of previous experiences. You and I have been friends for a long time. Yeah. And we are also good at communicating with each other. Yeah. But what I also know to be true about myself is that when the stakes are higher... I have expectations of how something should be. Right. And, for example, camping. I was going to say,
1: give me an example.
0: Right. So when we go camping, Mm -hmm. we have learned to say to each other, I'm really anxious, so I need some time. Right. Right? And then that manages your expectations right away. If we get to our location and I need to decompress from the drive or I just want to... Make a drink and chill or whatever. I have to say that to you or you're not going to know.
1: Well, no. I'm going to keep trying to set up the campsite and you're going to keep being, like, cats irritating the balls off of me because she keeps trying to set up this campsite and I just need to sit back and, like, have a drink and manage out my de-escalation from the drive. But I don't know any of that because you hadn't told me. But you do tell me. So this is great because we communicate well.
0: Right. And so with other people, uh, right. so you've gone on a couple of camping trips with people other than me. Right. That is different for you based it on is. that relationship. I right? know.
1: I, I just communicate with them like I communicate with you and then they think I'm all bossy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm just effectively communicating. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you what I'm doing and exactly. what I, my needs are. Yes. This has nothing to do with you. This is all about me.
0: <laughs> but you've also gotten to a place where you're comfortable saying that. Yeah. Right? Because people are not mind readers. Yes.
1: Then and they they're can't... also
0: not ours to control. No. And I think are their own people's. The longer we are isolated and live by ourselves, we are able to recognize what is ours and what our needs are. Right. And then what, and it's awesome, yeah. but because I've lived with someone my whole life. Like, I was born into a family, I had a lot of humans around me, I gave birth to a human, I got married to another human, like, I have always had people around, so I have often had to manage, or in my brain I thought I had to manage, these other people. Right. Now that I live by myself, it's so fucking awesome. Isn't it amazing? It's, it is, because I just have to manage me. Right. And then if I want somebody in my space... Then I get to say what my expectations are, what my needs are, because this is my fucking space, and I get to say that.
1: Well, you get to say, come into my space and watch a movie with me, please.
0: Sure. And then if you are being a dick, I can also ask you to fucking leave. You
1: can say, you're cramping my fucking style. Get out of my door. Right.
0: I love and it. And I honestly am at this place. Of like, if you don't add to this, you don't have to be here. I love it. And I'm not going to give any of this up for anyone. Right. Unless you add to my shit. Like, if you add to my life, if you add to my happiness, if you add to, you know, my awesome experience, then cool. I might want to spend more time with you. If you don't, GTFO. Right. Right? And I think one of the things that has happened just as I observe uh through my work and all the things is that quarantine has forced people to stay in things and certainly in living situations um under these circumstances and then they really start to evaluate whether or not the quality of their relationship is a good thing right Right? Right. And so it's something that's interesting because I've definitely gotten a lot of requests for relationship counseling. Uh, because people have been forced to live together. Right. Uh, and forced to stay stuck in it.
1: Well, and you don't have any of your releases that you're... So say you live with someone, right? Yeah. You're used to going to work at your respective offices. Yep. So there's like 10 hours of your day right there sure. between commuting being at work and commuting back, right, mm-hmm. lunch break, all that. So that's 10 hours of separation. Yep. Then you get home and you're like, what's up? What's up? How's it going? And this is even a roommate situation. Sure. You know, what's up? How was your day? That's cool. I'm going to go to the gym. Oh, cool. I'm going to go over and play games at my friend's house. Cool. I'll see you in a few hours. Yep. Then you come back, And you reunite. sleep in the same space. Right. Well, you reunite, maybe you eat, maybe you watch a movie, and then you sleep in the same space. Yeah. But you get these breaks from it. Yes. Now it's twenty-four seven unless you're going to the grocery
0: store. Right. Well, and I think that's the other thing is that because if you've already if you're already living alone, right? Mm-hmm. And you are quarantining from your family or you're not spending as much time with other humans, you definitely got you know, at least now the gyms are open. Yes. But you don't have that same interaction or mm-hmm. rhythm to your life, mm-hmm. it's very disruptive. Mm-hmm. To then be by yourself all this time, stuck in your own head, negative self-talk, all the things. Mm-hmm. And you spend all this time alone. Mm-hmm. So many people adopted
1: dogs. I have friends that adopted dogs because they were alone. They live alone. Sure. They have their own places yeah. by themselves. And they were just like, this is not going to work for me. Yeah. Uh, I need something around because sure. I can't go do my intramural sports. I can't go do my band practice. I can't do whatever it is that fills your life with all the good hobbies and habits and, you know, the, the interests the and passions and the social interactions, things, yeah. all those things. So then, then you get a dog, but then you end up hating your dog because you're quarantining with your dog. Well. Just kidding.
0: But I, it is something to think about. I do love that idea of getting a dog or having a pet Or, um, I know at the beginning, uh, I was doing a lot of, like, Zoom happy hours Mm -hmm. with my friends and stuff. Yeah. Um, those have kind of fallen off, but it was like this desperate need to connect with another person.
1: Right. And... To avoid loneliness. Because you're avoiding those Zoom meetings, those adoption Mm -hmm. of dog, that, this, I'm going to do this. Oh, I have a happy hour at this time, and then I have a happy hour with this group at this time. Oh, and then I have a Snapchat video call with this person. It was all of that as an attempt to avoid, quote, loneliness. Sure. Being by yourself with your thoughts, with that awesome person. I'm not going to say that asshole in your head, but with that awesome person in your head, right? Because we should be telling ourselves nice, positive things and thinking constructively. (laughs) Um... Yeah, it was, it's all an avoidance. Because I noticed that, too. It tapered yeah. down with me a lot. People stopped being like, hey, let's zoom, let's snap, let's this, let's that. Uh. And I was like, and I'm such an introvert. I was like, this is exhausting. But yes, yes I will good meet good. your needs because I love you, human yeah. being. You are my friend, and I'm going to help take care of you, and we are going to have this connection. But shit, I've never talked to people this much in my life. Right. And <laughs> It it's, seemed more yes than my normal.
0: Because it was such this desperate grasp to, like, connect with other people. Absolutely. And I think, like... You know, you and I have talked about the fact that I have definitely shifted from being an extrovert to being an introvert. Part of why I was so adamant about moving out was I was living with and working from the same location where I lived with my ex-husband. Right. Which we get along great. We're actually really good friends. Like, all of that is awesome. But I needed to go home to somewhere else. Mm Mm-hmm absolutely and it has made such a difference in how i sleep in how i eat in how i work in how i relax like i mean my energy level is so significantly higher now i love it because i walk out of my office which is at the other house and come here and i can just fucking spend time by myself i love it and so that's one of the bonuses of living alone um, but if, if you can't get away from another person or you can't...
1: Say you have a tiny human. It's not like you can leave them at the corner. It's
0: really a good idea not to do Don't that. Don't do that to yeah. your tiny human. Or just definitely leave them with someone who cares about them just, almost as much as you do. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Babies on the corner just a bad idea. Yeah, it's not good. Um, but also consider mm, having tiny humans when you're ready. Right.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> when you can handle 24-7 tiny sure. human. Uh,
0: but I mean, like with a dog, you can you can you kennel it or crate train it, and then walk away and go and have a good time, and then come back and right. so yes.
1: And it can hang out in the backyard and do its thing and it and if take you care
0: of don't want to do an animal, plants are great, right? They're also living things, which I absolutely love my plants. You do. But recognize that you have to have that interaction. It is part of how we function mm-hmm. as human beings. Mm-hmm. This is where we start at the top is like relationships are definitely part of our makeup, Mm -hmm. our genetic makeup to connect with another person. Right. And even if we fall on on the extrovert side or the introvert side, there is a function in interacting with other humans. Right. So I can imagine that people who were already living by themselves and self-isolating and quarantining and all those things, like that was difficult. That's tough. Absolutely. And so that's why there was like an uptick in socializing, you know, via video or Snapchat or whatever, because they still needed to have that interaction. Right. I remember you talking uh, kind of at the beginning of all of this was even if it was the interaction that you had with coworkers Mm -hmm. in the hallway, having meetings, whatever, that was just enough for you to be able to manage. Yeah. Yes. Even if it's superficial, even if it's a good morning. That was
1: enough, right? I don't feel socially isolated or right. lonely in that in my work environment. Just based upon the like hallway highs, yeah. I'm like, cool. I feel great. This is awesome and fulfilling to me. Sure. So yeah, it's it's something else. And I haven't lived alone through this because my family's been in in the home mm-hmm. since mm, towards the end of March. Yep. And so I'm fortunate in that sense because I think it, it would be challenging but again too I think it's those messages that I would tell myself every day like are you really lonely like are you and again it, it go back to the word reframing like how do I reframe this like yes you would have I would have the whole day to myself and that would be nice <laughs> uh, that would be nice. Definitely,
0: like missing those days, right? I
1: miss those days. Um, but yeah, no, loneliness is. It's, that's why we started this podcast.
0: Absolutely, and I think it's one of those things that that have. It's it's brought us together from our very different perspectives, mm-hmm. um, because even when you were living on your own um, before the family came to stay at the house with you, mm-hmm. um, you would have a very like scheduled time Mm -hmm. and so we had podcasts every two weeks um you know you did your laundry and and on Mondays on Mondays (laughs) um if you were dating you would go out on a date here and there whatever Wednesdays and Thursdays (laughs) and then you know kind of back to your own routine right and I think that helps um I'm still trying to find my routine. i I think this is week four mm-hmm. of me being here. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Um. And so I'm not really in a space to like date right now. Yeah. I mean, kind of. But I even now, like, I still relish my time by myself right. more than I want to like interact with other humans.
1: Then enjoy yourself. And I am like Do that's it. the enjoy the you part. Like that's I, what's really nice is that this again, and I've been saying this over and over. This is a time. When are we ever in our whole life going to be told, don't leave your house, work from home, get to know yourself? Sure. Like, spend this time with you making sure you're healthy. Absolutely. And in that statement of healthy mentally, Mm -hmm. physically, spiritually, emotionally, all the ways of health, because health isn't just your cardiovascular system. Right. It's all of the things coming together and all of that self-talk and all of that promotion of... Relationships that are help you to grow or that you feel positive in, and then again, that proliferates Absolutely. positive self talk, positive self messages, and it's just it becomes this beautiful cycle and system to right. live
0: in. So, that is almost our time.
1: Holy moly, I
0: could be talking about this for 200 more days! <laughs> no, you wouldn't. 900 more gallons. <laughs> but I do think that one, so grateful for feedback from. People who made requests. I think I'm gonna put that out there again when it's my turn. Yeah. Um, because we have so many things on your list to like talk about.
1: Yeah, I keep coming. I have this binder,
0: this journal that I just like. Oh, this popped into my head. We definitely want to um have more input, and I'm so grateful. Like I said, to have uh the requests. If you want to make a request or want to hear us talk about stuff, definitely hit us up on the Luna X2. Or X to the Zeniel underscore podcast to be able to um, give us suggestions, mm-hmm. things you want to hear about. Um, we did put out there uh, that our Let's Talk About Sex was an, uh part one. Yeah. We definitely want to talk about those things more. I want to um, talk about sex all the time. <laughs> we do talk about <laughs> sex all the time, actually. We do. Actually. <laughs> um, but anything else you guys want to hear? Like Part of why we started this and, and we have talked about it in the past is that it's a conversation Mm -hmm. it's not just a conversation between me and Kat but it's a conversation with us and you Mm -hmm. to be able to then go out and have conversations with other people love it and so thank you again for uh being vulnerable and and asking for what you want to hear hopefully we've addressed those things tonight um and we will be back in two weeks um if you want to get a hold of us It's the letter X, the number two, T-H-E-X-E-N-N-I-A-L at gmail.com, X to the Xennial underscore podcast on Instagram, or also on the Luna X2 Instagram and Facebook.
1: Love it. Keep your dialogues happening. Keep that positive self-talk going. Learn about reframing.
0: Yes, reframing. If you can learn the phrase, that's not helpful. That's not helpful. Um, or it's more helpful if I do these things.
1: Love it. The
0: universe only listens to positive messages, so remember that. And if you're not good at math, be good at something else.
1: Manifesting.
0: (laughs) Bye. We'll talk to you soon.